0: Alright, I'm just gonna get this out of the way now. Alright. I've been playing fucking old Zelda games for like three days now and haven't written anything.
1: No, well, that's. At least you have an excuse. I just haven't. I haven't done anything or written anything. I mean, if we're gonna make excuses like we always make excuses, I think we're gonna chop, the, <laughs> chop this round up to the to like the ho- not the holiday b- blues, but just the holiday like you know the
0: winter blues.
1: The having to wrap things and you know just doing all that works always extremely busy around this time. Does, it doesn't it seems doesn't matter what you what your job is, it just always seems like it's worse during you know the holiday yeah. times and. Mm, I see. Least, well, like I said, that's that's my excuse. Yeah, I mean, other
0: than the game, though, which is really not an excuse to not do stuff. I did do a bit of reading. I finished reading that Coin Locker Babies. Oh, okay. We'll cover that. We're recording a recap episode after this, which will drop a week later. So whatever. When you listen to that episode, we'll go more into it. But I will just say, Spencer, just to give you a brief heads up, madness, madness, madness. That's all. That's all that needs it to be said on this episode. No real, because Ash, he made me feel like dog shit today. Because he was like, so how's the novel coming?
1: And I was like. uh, Did you just turn into uh, Randy from South South Park? Hey, fuck you. (laughs) Hey, fuck you,
0: guy. No, what I said in response to that. Oh, I hate that. Hold on. I I fucking half texted him a reply for something that he said at 12 o'clock. And and I never said. I
1: hate that. I feel like such an asshole when I do that. Uh fucking A. Hopefully it wasn't like asking for like uh you know, like a kidney or anything. <laughs> no. No, not quite. Alright. So I said
0: uh I've been plotting out the fantasy aspects and narrative style. It'll be at least a few weeks before I start writing it. I thought that was uh, and and I have been thinking about
1: like (laughs) honestly, is that is that why you've been playing Zelda? Is to try to get into the more fantasy uh, zone?
0: Not really. That actually has more to do with today's episode. We'll get on that later. But I. Um, it wasn't a fib. I wouldn't say the word plotting is necessarily accurate. More like just kind of half thinking from like when I'm sitting there in the dark alone <laughs> crying and then I get that moment of, wait a minute, is our things this bad. And then I go, Oh yeah, you know what would be cool for the story. And now I've been thinking about the narrative structures of like, not just how do I want to tell it, but I'm thinking every other chapter I would like to have maybe one protagonist. Cause it's going to be a two protagonist story. So one protagonist would be this chapter and then the next ch- and it an alternates so every other chapter would be from because they're going to be advanced the one's going to be in another dimension or something the afterlife so well, I'll figure it out but I think that'd be kind of I like that narrative structure like every other chapter or at
1: least every couple ch- yeah. or something like yeah. back and forth Yeah. I, I think maybe if you stay- doesn't have to be like that, you know it's not going to be that uh, yeah, strict yeah yeah, I think if you if you would stick with every other every other no matter what, I think you could get a little bit ratitious. But yeah, I definitely think that'd be, you know, cool jumping between the two.
0: Yeah, and uh but what I like about that idea is, you know, you could leave a little mini cliffhanger and then yeah. you go to the next person's uh thing. And then uh that's actually what the coin locker babies ended up doing. It was like the second a little after the second half of the book, it started alternating the different characters, and it was just really wild.
1: Well, that's a lot of like, uh, uh I don't know if you remember if you noticed that whenever we read The Black by Paulie Cooley, but that's mm-hmm. he, he always talked about whenever he always liked to end his chapters on a cliffhanger and then go to something completely different Dif- yeah. to leave the people go, like, What the fuck, man? It makes you keep
0: reading. Uh, but if you do the alternating thing, cause then they'll, we'll at least they're getting back to a different cliffhanger yeah. that you left them on. So, and you could wrap things up. And what I would like to do is start off with the merged cohesiveness of a story, split the characters up. So do, uh, you know, a collective narrative, split them up and then each individual story, and then you could break them up however you want. And yeah. I'm, it's a novel, so I'm going to have more than just two
1: characters, yeah. obviously,
0: which is another thing me and Ash were kind of talking about. I was like, I haven't written anything with more than like four or five characters. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a that's a thing, too. Yeah, that's a So that's going to be a bit of a learning
0: curve. Um, And I'm going to get... Remind me, if I forget, I want to talk about that master's class I sent you. Ooh. Because that looked really interesting. On, um,
1: on air, or...? Yeah, we'll, just, talk, oh, we'll talk We'll yeah. talk about
0: it on air. We'll end the episode with that. Okay. Because um, it just looked... What was that, Salman Rushdie? Yeah. And I was like, I've never read any of his work, but it actually looked really interesting yeah. what he was talking about. I was like, oh, now, see, that's one, because I heard the Neil Gaiman one. If you just watch his interviews on YouTube, that's you get the gist of it, but... Anyway, we're getting off topic. Um but I like the idea of starting off the narrative, breaking it up and having individual narratives, and then obviously bringing them back together, which the coin locker babies did not do at the end. No. Did not bring the story back together, just fucking blew it up, which is awesome still. <laughs> oh, it ended up oh, I'm gushing. <laughs> um yeah, I would like to do something like that, but we'll we'll save that for uh I don't know, maybe a novel plotting episode Ooh, or
1: something yeah. in the future.
0: But today we're going to be talking about... Dun, dun, dun. Find out after the intro or just read the title of the, the fucking podcast. Yeah, you should
1: probably know by now. Maybe I'll make a
0: mysterious title. Like, what are we talking about? Also looked up because uh, I got a thing on Podbean. Said something. Sent me a thing about starting a second podcast. Must have you know, recorded us yeah. talking. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, ooh, that would be interesting um, if it's cheap or something. Yeah. And it just gave us the shitty options we had before. So I was like, I don't know if that's plausible. But that made me think of uh, ideas. And Two Guys, One Podcast is already a name of a podcast. Uh, I looked it up. Cause I was like, that seems like a great podcast yeah, title for us, too. Yeah, like if we were doing a straight bullshit podcast. Yeah. But I don't know the quality of that what, podcast. Ooh, 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 Two
1: Guys, One Mic not sharing a mic. <laughs> no, but no, but... No, I don't like that. stupid. <laughs> Obviously not sharing a mic, but... Some people share a mic. Yeah.
0: You are on a podcast that shares like one mic with five guys. Oh, yeah, it's
1: just one of those things you sit in the middle of the table. Equality. Mm, well, you know. It's Pittsburgh
0: <laughs> Podcast. Uh,
1: Pittsburgh Comic podcast. podcast.
0: Listen to it, folks, if you like comic talk. Anyway, find out what this episode is after these messages from our sponsors. Do you like Juggalos? <laughs> Fuck, I don't, I don't know. I lost it immediately. Do you like... Sir? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> No kidding! No, you've been so good. Goosefrob. Welcome to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast.
1: Wow, bitches.
0: I don't, I don't know why I threw that bitches that's in there.
1: Yeah, that's aggressive. It's, it's hard to know. I don't
0: know. Anyway, I'm uh, your host Caleb James. With me today, Spencer, the Yemen Yucky Yam Church.
1: <laughs> hey, you're Yucky Yam. Yeah. You
0: know, I feel like I'm getting pretty good well, at I the point. Thinking? I like the, I like the point because it takes the the hardest part for me is coming up with the name of a country or city. Yeah. So when I point <laughs> on the map, that takes that out of the equation, and I just have to come up with the rest, which I can it's, do very quickly because yeah. I'm stupid. I got the gift of gab, and the gift of jab.
1: No, that's uh, Enzo Oh, well, I just thought you had the ja- the uh, the diarrhea mouth. My yes. Things just fell.
0: That Explains why a lot of the stuff I uh, spew is just hot shit. I had a conversation with my coworker today about probably a bad idea. But we were talking about taking steroids, and getting yeah. really, really buff, yeah. and reforming the Harlem Heat. <laughs> and I would be Booker T, and he would be Stevie Ray. Now, obviously, we're very Caucasian, so yeah, I don't I think that would go over didn't, yeah, well. I not think that would work. And I'm definitely not going to call out Hulk Hogan.
1: But I really would like to be the Harlem Heat. I feel <laughs> like that would be cool. Be, can you just be like the something else Heat? Like? <laughs> I don't know. Fucking. <laughs> so Oh,
0: what would be a good name then? It can't be Harlem, because so I'm not from Harlem. Yeah. Well, were they from that? No, I think they're from... I think they're from... Lee's Booker T, I think it's from Houston, Texas or something, but yeah. it's just because they're, they're yeah. black. They had to be Harlem Heat, because like, that's how racist the 90s <laughs> were. <laughs> of course, they might they might have came up with that gimmick. I don't know. But yeah, we would have to be like the the fucking Wichita... <laughs> I don't want to say it. I don't want to say anything. What's today's episode? Oh, yes. As I stated earlier in the intro i been playing old Zelda game. Actually, to uh, be more specific, Legend of Zelda. The what the fuck is that called? The Minish Cap or something? No, I, uh, which
1: which one is that? It's the Game Boy Advance version. But I mean, like, which which Zelda game is that? Is that the first, second, eighteenth, nineteenth,
0: fourth, fifth, sixth one of those ones? Uh, because I beat the original trilogy, and I played a bunch of the other ones when I was older. Um, but I was just going back, and it was fun. But it made me Zelda has nothing really to do with this other than. Two things which I texted you briefly about. I wanted to have an open discussion, not necessarily just about narratives and stuff or why, like adventure stories and stuff, but more specifically open discussion on why, as humans, we like heroes and why we like adventure stories. Because if you think about normal human life, your main goal is just kind of be secure and safe. Yeah. Which is the opposite of fucking going on a quest. Yeah. Questing. You don't quest. Because if you go questing.
1: or, Or adventuring. No, questing spencer no i'm trying to get you to snap man also, no, time, i
0: want to know the limit of how many times
1: you say quest before you're like shut the fuck up. no it. i don't have i don't have a problem with a good quest or if you actually you know what you're doing doing a quest fucking questing roaming randomly around on a fucking horse being a knight not doing anything <laughs> king arthur you fuck But any other normal, like, you know, questing with purpose, I don't have a problem with. It's just...
0: Fake questing. Yeah,
1: that lazy questing.
0: (laughs) Pretty much you're just a bum who lives in the woods and (laughs) saying you're questing. Well, let's break down the hero aspect first. Why do humans like a good hero? Because this writing podcast will stick more to story and fiction. I think a lot of it is the sacrifice nature. Yep. And mainly because technically anybody can probably be a hero um obviously opportunity and the you know whatever moment you're in like you know little kid walks in front of a bus you can save them if you're just there yeah that can make you an accidental hero but to be a purposeful hero the oh there's a burning building i'm not a fireman but i'm gonna run in that building anyway that takes on a different nature and the reason why we look
1: up to that is because we know we can do it
0: but we don't
1: or you know, or you or you you get frozen in that fear. Yeah. Or it, it's especially like with the comics. It's very the um, and you know, I've I've heard this explained a lot, and you know, in different documentaries that I've that I've watched and stuff. But it's the superheroes are like the best of mm. human nature, and so so like the other side of the coin is like the villains for the most part of the worst. So with the with the heroes, it's that, it that they gives you that thing to look up to, and it's one of the reasons why I always try to get my friends kids reading comic books when they're younger because then even even like if they get older and they get kind of out of it they still kind of have those things kind of mentally drilled into them to a certain point already yeah. even if they don't don't realize it but just seeing seeing superman like stand up to the bullies mm. you know that just do the right on, thing yeah you know and stuff like that is like i think that could have like you know can have a, a, a positive effect on people
0: yeah, I definitely think that's important because you have to instill some kind of morals and values and, yeah. in your kids. And the easiest way to do that would be superheroes. And, like, the knock on superheroes is whenever you're going to... Like, when are you going to fight a Thanos in real life? You know, yeah. somebody's going to end half the game? Well, obviously, the more powers you give to your hero, the bigger the threat or else... Yeah. It but it doesn't have to be like that. It could be
1: things we all face. Yeah, but, but then we're looking at this, though... Uh just saying, our everyday normal lives, like you know, depending on like you got a fucking asshole boss, you know, he might not have an affinity gauntlet, but he basically <laughs> controls your life. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's things that that can be more relatable that if you know that you may think to not realize. Well, that's why
0: I always thought Spider Man was so cool, was because even though he did get po- powers, you know, he was just kind of like a bullied nerd. And he didn't start off as, I mean, most most heroes don't start off, you know, as the hero, obviously, Mm -hmm. because, you know, the hero's journey, which we covered on an episode. But yeah, he fucked up and stuff. Uh, His uncle got killed. Yeah. And then that's when he started taking things seriously. His story's pretty cool because, you know, he's an adolescent, you know, teenager. And then he uh, is learning how to be a hero, which is always a cool story. And people can kind of relate to that because, again, when you, we're all at some point kind of at that stage yeah. where we're Peter Parker before he's Spider-Man. It's just, what do you do?
1: And the best thing about Spider-Man is, with his costume, it could literally be anybody yeah. un- underneath him. I mean, just to, just from a few years ago, whenever uh, from whenever Miles Morales came into existence, like, this young mixed Puerto Rican and black kid who... Also gets bitten by this other radioactive spider, and in his universe, Spider-Man gets killed by the Green Goblin, and he is kind of forced to step, like, to step in his place and take, you know, take up that mantle and stuff like that.
0: Well, the crib Batman's a symbol, yeah. You know, the, the suit's a symbol. The, the you know, Batman, he's a symbol, not necessarily just Batman, because he's a normal dude. Uh, that, like, that's why I think why Batman's so popular is because he's a normal, I mean, he's rich. Yeah. When he's that's still, his powers, his Yeah, money. he's just rich, but I mean, when you have somebody who's kind of a normal person.
1: When he's standing next next to gods, mm-hmm. holding his own, when gods are asking him, what should we, well, you know, what should, yeah. you, what should we do, Batman? He's <laughs> like, that's pretty
0: cool. <laughs> yeah. Of course, he's like a master detective and super smart. One of the uh, coolest lines I've ever seen in any kind of superhero medium actually came from the movie Hancock with Will Smith, Yeah, which is just a goofy comedy movie, but there was one line I really liked in it. It was along the, I'm going to paraphrase here, Hancock showed up on the scene. I don't remember if he was drunk at the time or it was when he was trying to reform and actually be a hero. Yeah. But one of the, uh, I think it was like a police chief or something reminded and was like, bullets bounce off of you. They don't bounce off of these guys, yeah. and it showed like the cops who were still out there yeah. doing their thing, and that's what like that, I felt that was more emotional to me than anything that Hancock went through is because well what about those guys? Those yeah. are the ones that can die, you know. The more you have to lose, and what can you lose more than your life? Yeah, I guess your family, but like those two things that can really step up to the hero level. Well,
1: to piggyback on that, shortly after. 9-11 happened uh you know a lot of com- uh, comic companies and stuff were putting out like these tribute issues and like issues to try to raise money for you know family members of mm-hmm. you know firefighters and policemen and like that kind of stuff but marvel put out this one issue of amazing spider-man it was like it was one of the times they relaunched it it was like issue like 30 something but it's an all-black cover it's an all silent issue and it's superheroes working with like firefighters and policemen to move rubble even people like uh Doctor Doom and the Kingpin like the villains mm. were helping because of such like a terrible thing happened like you know
0: Well a lot of times in superhero stories especially comics and even certain novels and stuff is you always kind of forget about the regular person.
1: I'm saying that's the, and that's what to the, to take it down to like we talk about heroes and the policemen and stuff like that. I think that's what also makes lo- whenever a story dealing with those kind of people, or just even like like a show, you know, mm-hmm. like like Rescue Me or, or any of that kind of stuff, to be to relate to like those characters because of the like the danger and the everyday things that they have to put up with. Yeah. I definitely think
0: it's important, and no matter what kind of story you're telling, is to not only establish the hero and and the coward to a degree. You have to have a coward, obviously, Mm. if you want to tell. I mean, you don't have to, but it usually helps to have some sort of coward person in the story. But
1: even a lot of times that that's set up too to have that coward person to have
0: their hero moment. Yeah,
1: to have their hero moment too at some point. I mean, that
0: goes all the way back to the Cowardly Lion. Yeah, even before
1: you know the. Greek
0: mythology and whatnot, but so when you have the hero, I think it's important in your stories to bring out the other. Like if, if I'm once I'm into the novel world, depending on what kind of stories I'm telling, I would like to have an average Joe maybe sacrifice themselves. Somebody that might not even necessarily be able to help the situation, but maybe they save one person. Yeah. So you can have like in a Marvel movie, like the Spider-Man movie when he he stops the train with that Doc Ock had going yeah. crazy. So he stops the the train and stuff. I always thought it'd be cool if you had like. Maybe a kid was about to fall out the window or something, and one just passenger give them their yeah. moment, like just a New Yorker. Now they had the moment with New York, like they all grabbed him, yeah. which is really cool because then it's New York City saving Spider Man. Yeah. I really like the symbolism in that, and I think they did that in the, uh, the they do have the one the Tom Holland ones. He's like off a bridge or something, and they well, helped him.
1: Well, like he was he was like on a uh, I think so, yeah. Because they did that one in the first one they did where the boat was splitting open that he was keeping together, but I don't think anybody really. Saved him because Iron Man came in yeah. and welded it together, but yeah the um that are just even like uh, I and you can probably notice it if you from reading enough Stephen King stuff, but I'm just like the average Joe that gets thrown into some crazy situation, mm-hmm. you know, either he gets abducted by aliens, or he happens to be caught in some kind of like attack, or yeah. you, you know what I mean, gets gets held up by gunpoint or something, gets his card stolen or something, you know. Well,
0: I mean that goes along with real life. I mean, if you use the train incident um with Spider-Man, like none of those people knew that their fucking tr- you know the train they're on is gonna get hijacked. Yeah. And by the way, you know who was the hero on that train? Joey Diaz. Yeah. Remember he steps up to Doc Ock first? Oh,
1: yeah. When he busts through yeah. after
0: he's already laying down, he's like, you want to go through him, you got to get through us. Yeah. It was fucking like fat-ass Joey <laughs> Diaz. But I, I like that thing. You don't – just to establish that other people could be heroes even if they don't actually save the day or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the bravery. Yeah. It's the stepping up in face of the challenge and – um, like you had Captain America going up against Thanos alone before every, you know, everybody yeah. else is brought back. It's like that motherfucker was going to go against Thanos and his whole army by himself, by himself
1: with a broken shield, knowing he was going to lose,
0: but he was going to fight to the death because that's what a hero does. I always lo- he
1: doesn't like
0: bullies. Exactly, I love those moments. Those are the good hero moments in a story. So go, just piggyback on. Uh, by the way, folks, our heater's going to be on.
1: At some point. It's so- cold. Yeah. So we just got like 18 inches of snow. We'll deal with it. So if you hear it <laughs> whirring
0: in the background, I'm sorry, just deal with it. So, there's only a couple months of this bullshit. Six months later. Why did we have nuclear winter? But just going back to the uh why people like to read about heroes, it's just because, like you said, it's the best of us because we're all technically capable. It's just who steps up. Yeah. Uh, and people like to feel like, well, if he could step up, maybe I could too. Then of course there's a the piece of shit where I like the villain. He's the yeah. one that, yeah, that he, yeah, he's good. But yeah, I guess the episode about good villains. Yeah, I think we had an episode about
1: that. Yeah, we yeah I think we did. Episode. If not, if not, we'll probably have another one yeah, soon at some point when we need another idea.
0: Yeah, we could definitely revisit things once we uh, progress as writers or something. Second part, adventures. Why do people like to read about adventures? Is it just straight escapism?
1: I would. I think that has a a big, big deal. Part. Yeah, big deal. Deal with it.
0: Um, going just the Zelda universe, because that's a medieval time. If you go when these stories were starting to come to fruition, Greek times, Roman times, um, you know, even future stories. Before we got to, like, Shakespearean drama, which, I mean, I guess Greek mythology and everything had that too, but there was a lot of uh, epics, yeah. odysseys, quest, you know, the works of Homer, the things like that. Like, people were always on these big epic adventures. It's because when you are working... For us, it would just be a shitty nine-to-five day-to-day life. Back then, they were working fields for 18 hours, yeah. and just they didn't know outside their shitty little village. Most people didn't get to travel, but you got to hear stories about great adventures. It's escapism, yeah. and it makes you uh, kind of have hope that there is something out there for you, even if it's very unlikely that you're going to go in your backyard, trip and fall down a well, and go into some fucking other world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it might you know, it also might also give you like that slight motivation to you know what? I always wanted to take that trip out camping in the woods, yeah, where we go that that one you know. Small the, things, create yeah. your own adventures.
0: Yeah. I mean that that's what I always found was the power in writing is you can create whatever you want. And it can help people through tough times because people might be going through something in their life. You know, perhaps they want to travel, but they can't. But then now they could read about crazy destinations. Like, that's why a lot of people like to read fiction that's... uh it could just be normal, you know, maybe a little bit of a dramatic story or something, but it's just set in Tokyo or Russia yeah. or just somewhere they've never been and probably will never go but I mean would like to I see. I mean, that
1: was one of the cool things about the blue Blue light Yokohama, Yokohama yeah. is that it was in Japan. Yeah. You know, neither one of us has ever been to Japan, but it's cool just to, you know, to have a story take place in there over there. Yeah, whenever you just read a story that takes place somewhere that you haven't been it's fun. Well, and I mean, and okay, so we're always, uh, you know, we've always been kind of talking about recently the uh, the different kind of storytelling when it comes to, like, manga and anime. And I think that has, because, like, also, like, they also have really cool heroes. And uh, the kind of, like, a lot of the different kind of stories that they tell, like, you know, those are, you, a lot of those are super have fantasy aspect or just, like, crazy adventures mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Well,
0: I mean, we both grew up watching Dragon Ball Z, yeah, and then we, re, you know, because uh, dra- the original Dragon Ball was, like, early 80s, before yeah. we were born, but we ended up as adults going, revisiting and stuff, so just kind of starting back, I don't want to bore anybody who might not be interested in the series, but, you know, Dragon Ball was Goku the monkey boy going through, Yeah, we didn't know he was an alien or anything then, He's just really strong, and he just, it was just non-stop adventures, yeah. that's why it was super fun, and uh, that journey to the west, that's kind of what it's based on, you know, just an adventure, and then, as the series progressed, it actually morphed into when it went to Dragon Ball Z, still somewhat adventure, but then it just went hard hero story.
1: I mean, yeah, it went more sci-fi and like action, and mm-hmm. it, when it went to Z, because I mean, the story of Dragon Ball was pretty. Well, much... So t- it didn't by that by that too. All the characters were adults, yeah, and 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 things like that too. So like the the kind of stories also you know kind of changed, and also got godlike abilities too. Yeah, so. it would
0: get kind of ridiculous, but. Like just the original Dragon Ball was just kind of a fun adventure story. You just follow this kid and his crazy adventures yeah. and stuff.
1: He's super strong. You don't yeah. know why. He, he just has, is.
0: He has heroic moments, but he wasn't necessarily hero. He's just a kid growing up, and it was just a kind of a fun story that adolescents and young people would like to read about mm-hmm. or watch. And then, you know, in that case, because it was a manga as well. When you get to the Dragon Ball Z, it switches to Goku as a teen, late teen, and then an adult, and it's more focused on the hero aspect. Now Mm -hmm. he's single-handedly saving the world or working with his friends to say a group of heroes. Mm -hmm. And then it's about sacrifices. You didn't have a lot of sacrifice in the original. If there was, you know, the Dragon Ball series, if there was a sacrifice, it was like a major deal. But as the story progressed, it shifted to heroes. And I think as adults, that's kind of how it goes, is when you're younger, you want more adventure. And uh, for fun's sake, not necessarily escapism, just uh, like playing video games. Yeah, Like you just want to read some fun stuff. Uh, going on an adventure you know alice in wonderland go down the and rabbit hole and just, just craziness but then when you get older i feel like the heroes the responsibility have it's like kind of a reflection of your adult life because when you're an adult suddenly that freedom to just do whatever you want and, and dream and you know have this crazy imagination kind of goes away and is um, replaced by responsibility and adult things and then all of a sudden well now you have to overcome obstacles and kind of be more of a hero because how many stories do you read where it has, like, kids being the hero? Like, a, like the real hero. I mean, yeah. you have some where they work together, the team to even, like, Harry Potter. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of those are more adventure-based, and then they just have, like, the heroic outcome.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> See, I can't
0: say, because I haven't read the Harry Potter series, but I, I always feel like there were still other people, like, the adults and stuff, involved enough that it wouldn't just be like, oh, you have to take on the world yourself, yeah. Harry. Yeah. Like, there was other aspects to it, but... For people who love Harry Potter, but yeah. like, no, that's not it at all. Harry Potter represents the hero in all of us, and you're just a, a selfish one. transphobia. And that's who wrote that. <laughs> the Transphobic <laughs> asshole. How do you feel now?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> not a good writer either, from what I hear. Kind of shitty. Kind of shitty writer. What's her name? JK Fuckface. <laughs> not JK Simmons, because he's cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a cool guy.
0: Yeah, change your name. You can't be JK anymore, anyway, or Miss Rawlings.
1: Sorry, I got off topic.
0: So, what kind of adventure stories do you go for? Because I was trying to bring up kind of like fantasy and stuff, because that's what's popular. But anything could be adventure, sci-fi, even literary yeah. fiction can have adventure. You can I mean,
1: have uh, uh, Indiana Jones. That's super eventually.
0: Yeah. I was thinking more like a, like a Grapes of Wrath. Yeah. Because very depressing. Wouldn't say that's necessarily an adventure. But then again, would you say a lot of the Greek epics were adventures? You would. Mm, but, but technically, yeah. they're dramas. Yeah. Uh, but they they fight monsters and stuff. Not fighting monsters and grapes of wrath, but you're still going. Like if you're crossing the country,
1: and yeah. you
0: don't have any money, is that much different than like a Huckleberry Finn who's fucking doesn't have any money and is going down the river? Yeah. It's just the matter. Well, the whimsy is then, what you're missing.
1: And like uh, like Hercules, he had all those um trials he had to do, the like labors. Like, yeah, if that's not a like that's semi-adventuring, you know, adventuring. It, it's just
0: the matter, like. The whimsical nature, I feel, makes it from adventure to just, like, drama. Yeah, well. Like, I, you know, you got me this uh, Norse mythology from Neil Gaiman. I'm yeah. in reading. A lot of those stories are kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> They're ridiculous. And I would say those mythologies kind of just adventure-based in general. But you're the comic guy, so modern adventures versus heroes. What themes do you think happens more? Because you can mix them up, and obviously you can combine them as well. yeah. Because, like, the Marvel movies, I mean, most of them are hero stories, but then when you get to, like, Thanos and stuff, it's, you know, got some adventuring because yeah. you're fucking going across the galaxy. The Guardians of the Galaxy, you're going across the galaxy. Yeah, yeah. You're heroes, but you're adventuring versus, you know, just Iron Man doing Iron Man shit and yeah. fighting <laughs> fucking.
1: F- fixing his own problems. Yeah. And, f- and
0: fighting, uh, what was his fucking face? Uh, Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Is that Mickey Rourke with his gross face? Yeah, that was him. Yeah, I didn't really, I watched that one, but I don't remember anything about it. You didn't, Mitch
1: Did, Like, the best part of uh, Iron Man 2 was uh, Sam Rockwell as uh, Justin Hammer. Yeah. <laughs> that was, the like, the hope. They need to bring him back. They need to put him in a lot of
0: things. Yeah. he's great in everything. Like, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I love that movie just because he was in it. <laughs> yeah. I like most Def, too. is uh Ford Prefect. He was he was great, too. People didn't like that movie. I don't know why. I thought it was good because I, I liked the novel. Uh, speaking of an, uh, an adventure story that's not really an adventure story, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide is just kind of a goofy, fun tale. But now, did you, did you ever get around to finishing those? I didn't read the last one or the last two because it got poopy. It just got boring, kind of. I just, I don't know. I'll get to them one day. I got that big collection over there.
1: What about, um, you or Dune? Is Dune, event? I just assume Dune's kind of eventually just because of the thickness of it, like, you know? I feel like
0: Dune is a... Bol- political thriller
1: okay it's like uh game of thrones i'd imagine
0: okay. minus the dragons but with big worms okay you have heroes you have adventures but mainly you have politics mm. but in a fun way i guess hard to say how it could be fun but it actually is but it does seem like that should be an adventure that's that's where i mean where things are just kind of muddled here is uh where does a solid adventure take place like fantasies or even lord of the rings that's kind of easy to determine but when you get to like a dune I feel like that's more political thriller mm. type of thing, like fantasy, poli- sci-fi thriller maybe. I don't
1: know. It's uh hard to label. Mm. You could throw some of the like some of the Star Wars stories in because like that's all you know, traveling to different planets, having finding things to take down the Empire. You know.
0: Well, Star Wars is almost straight fantasy.
1: Yeah, it's sci-fi it, fantasy it, opera.
0: Yeah, It's like a sci-fi opera fantasy. I mean, they're sword fighting in space, but with lasers.
1: I would say that it's more sci-fi than it is, or more fantasy than it is sci-fi. sci-fi.
0: I hate Star Wars. <laughs> I just want to say that I don't. It has everything I would like, and none of it I like. Even the the original three. I hated them. They're boring. I rewatched them when the Force Awakens was that it?
1: That when the newest one? Well, yeah, at yeah, the, the time, with the newest the, one. yeah. I didn't
0: watch the ones after that. I watched uh, the first three again, the original trilogy, not the prequels. those. I watched the original trilogy again because I was like, I watched these when I was, like, younger. Not when I was a kid, but, like, maybe teens. I just didn't. I watched, like, maybe when I was young. I don't remember. I just didn't remember liking them. I was like, well, I'm older. I probably love them now because I love these
1: things. All the elements. Yeah.
0: Fucking space sword fights. Space. Fucking yeah. different planets. Uh, You know, adventuring, like, the bar scene. Because I remember the bar scene very fondly where yeah. they, uh, you know, they go in the cantina. and like, Han Solo shooting, like, oh, all that stuff is great. I watched it. I was fucking bored out of my mind. I don't even think I finished the last one. I was like, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) But I did like Force Awakens, but it was just like a new... It was pretty much a rehash of the original. Oh, yeah. It was just like they took the things you liked and just had better graphics.
1: Well, see, that's what we we always joke about, like... Nobody hates a Star Wars movie like a Star Wars fan mm-hmm. because the first one they complained that it was too much like a new hope. So in the second new in the the second uh movie in the new series, they did something completely different. And people were like, What the fuck is this? This isn't Star Wars. This <laughs> is <laughs> trash. And it's like, well what do you want?
0: Nothing you can't make make them happy. Well I heard Rogue One was really good. I didn't see Rogue that.
1: Rogue One was really good. Uh, that, that's probably like well, my favorite out of the out of the newest set of movies.
0: I just I don't understood the solid investment in it. I just. Like again, I like all the aspects of it. I just didn't like really the story; just seemed generic to me, like just a kind of a generic fairy tale of saving a princess, but just in space.
1: Well, I've thought about bringing and I bring this up as an idea for an episode of: Is Star Wars good, or is it just stolen from everything? Because it <laughs> it has It's stolen, like Star Wars has stolen. From that's why I think it's, everything. That's
0: why I think it's hilarious that Star Wars Star Wars ended up as a Disney product. Because Disney always steals all their stories, like, yeah. you know, Aladdin, everything. It's stolen just from, like, Hans Christian Andersen or the, you know, fucking Arabian Nights, it's just whatever, fairy tales, that's all Disney movies, so it's like, Star Wars was ripped off from other, you Ooh. know, things, and then it just finally ended up
1: at Disney. Well, you know what they said about, like, the reason why Disney, like, got, like, Star Wars and Marvel is so that they would have stuff for boys. Mm-hmm. Because you know all the Disney, they this had girl, all they yeah. had all the princess stories and stuff for the gores, but they never really had anything for the for the little boys. So that's why they got like Marvel and and uh, and Star Wars. Yay! Is to bring in because you know they didn't have enough money.
0: Now when are they gonna have stuff for men, adult men who want to watch hardy, rough, rated R.
1: Well, they're talking. Of, I've heard stuff that you know that uh, they're in talks of doing a Deadpool three. And it's, it's going to be, you know, it's still going to be like, uh you no know, Rated R and, and, and stuff like that. Yeah, whatever.
0: Because we're going to record episode after this. We should probably end this. So
1: I want to end on the
0: reluctant hero. Yeah, oh, yeah. Why is it we like the reluctant hero more than the Superman heroes who are just born to be heroes?
1: Well, because like, I think it, it, what we've talked about for, before, I think the reluctant hero, I think that's... The one that you can really relate yeah. to, because that's the most that we're actually mm. like. Mm. We're not, you know, I feel like that's, like I said, that's the one we're, mo- we're mostly like. They're like, I don't want to do this. I probably could, but I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: not always for lazy reasons, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We even like your Han Solos. It's not because of laziness. He just doesn't want to do it because it's not his motif. He doesn't. He, he's not a, a hero.
1: Is that or he just you know he does, doesn't want to get involved. You yeah. know he just wants to you know do his thing on the side and let.
0: I always like the crook who turns to being a hero. Sometimes even on accident like this, just the almost like they don't have a choice in the matter, but they do have a choice. Yeah. They just for whatever reason that little thing like Ant Man, like uh, Paul Rudd's Ant Man, yeah, like that little thing. He doesn't have to be an Ant Man. He he could just, you know, do his time, whatever, not be Ant-Man, but he just, you know, he has one little thing to fight for, which is his daughter, and then he, that's important enough to him to, you know, become the Ant-Man and actually fight fucking Thanos and shit. So, I always thought that was cool. Definitely like the reluctant hero more than just your regular run-of-the-mill Superman hero, because they're boring, because, nope. What person is just out there like, yep, I'm a superhero, I'm just gonna go save the day? Like, no, most people aren't doing that. Most people aren't purposeful heroes. Yeah. Even if you join things like the military and stuff, you don't actually... I mean, if you do, you're probably mentally unstable. You don't actually want combat. Yeah. You don't want to get in these tough situations. You're just willing to. That's different. Superman, he could just be like, you know, flying around, and then... I mean, I'm sure he doesn't want bad things to happen, but I would imagine he'd get extremely bored if nothing ever happened.
1: Well, the one thing I heard about... uh, I heard a writer talk about Superman one time that I didn't... I never really thought about, but it's like... Superman, with like all these terrible things going out, going around the world for the most part, like he knows that these things are happening, but like in an instant of a second, he has to try to to decide what's worth, like, this boat that's capsizing over in the ocean or this building, this apartment building that's on fire. Which one to do? And then he has to figure out, and then. And then after making that decision, having to, like, live with that decision, you're, like, knowing that, like, whenever he goes to bed at night, that there's going to be people that die that he could have saved, but knowing that he can't always, you know, he can't always be on all the time and and stuff like that.
0: All right, here's where I end this. What superhero would you be, me? easy answer i'd be dr manhattan that's i mean the powers and everything fucking, not the like you just want to walk out with your dick out and nobody say anything about it yeah because i could just fucking vaporize them <laughs> <laughs> that but just like i feel like everything would be just so ridiculous and i would be at the point where the, like,
1: you know what fuck it all Dude, no, the real reason is because you want to be, like, you, you want to be Dr. Manhattan and because you want to be able to be, like, in a gangbang, but it can just be a gangbang of yourselves. <laughs> so it's not as weird. <laughs> not, you know, not all these other strange dudes, It's just multiple you. <laughs> My blues clues dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you? Uh... Probably, it'd probably be Spider-Man, just because, like, that was, like, my first, like, big suit, like, that, whenever I first got into comics, it was Spider-Man, and like I said, it always kind of, you know, he's a really easy to relate to, mm. and stuff like that. You can't
0: relate to a guy walking around with a dick out? Well. <laughs> that feels like he's smarter than everybody, and he's a pompous dickhead? I just now want, that you mention it. I just want to be indifferent to, yeah. just be indifferent to the suffering of the world, just like, yeah, I could save those people, but I'm gonna go to Mars and just fucking terraform it. Not even terraform it, just build a fucking big crystal house like a jerk. <laughs> I could, I could fucking take things from Earth and actually terraform Mars very quickly. But instead, I'm just gonna live on the dry rock. Um, so there you have it, folks. I'm uh, I don't even know what hero would you label that as. That's not the reluctant hero. That's just the the, the guy who gives up. I don't know because I mean he never. I mean I didn't read anything after Watchmen, but. Like, when they brought him back, but I just assume that he never saves the day.
1: I, I'm telling you, whenever you get, whenever you have some free time, you need to watch the uh, the HBO Watchmen series that they did.
0: Yeah, I might do it.
1: And so, I think it's only, like, eight or nine episodes, so it's not like it's super long. No, that's not too bad. Uh, sounds like Dr. Manhattan's dick.
0: <laughs> I'll put it on my list. Uh, if you like this talk, then perhaps you'll like... Whatever we post on YouTube every once in a while, uh, check it out at drunk pen writing on the old YouTube when we will do book recommendations and such Twitter. You can follow us at drunk pen writing, Instagram and Facebook, drunken pen writing. And you can always check out the old website, drunken where we have all our fiction and other things. Uh, if you have anything you'd like to add to this discussion, you can find us on one of those things I mentioned and, you know, hit us up because I would like to hear what your thoughts, uh, your favorite type of heroes, what kind of adventure stories like, and why you think those things are so important, too. Because this is a uh, topic I feel like we can definitely dive into at yeah, oh, in another point, and yeah. I would like to have a guest on, uh, get their, you know, somebody who's vastly different in what they read and stuff, yeah. I think would be cool. Uh, you know, maybe somebody who's into literary fiction, or somebody who's into erotic, or like, get their opinion yeah. on these things, and or even more, like, would be cooler, somebody that doesn't like hero stories, yeah. or doesn't like adventure stories at all. Get see, why they get, don't
1: like it. See, get
0: their take yeah, on it. Yeah, because we both love these things, so obviously we're biased. Um, but anyway, thank you for listening, and uh, happy New Year. Yeah. No, uh, Christmas. Happy Merry Holidays.
1: Yeah, happy holidays. <laughs> I can't say Christmas
0: anymore. Why aren't we allowed?
1: Cause what, about, what about if I'm, we say, what, can we say happy Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa? Uh, You're leaving out somebody. I know. <laughs> what about the Buddhists? What do they celebrate? Those, uh, the, what about the
0: Hindus? Come on. What about know. the fucking Amish? The Mennonites. Where do the Mennonites celebrate? Oh, Lord, we went down the wormhole. What do we do? A happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> and a happy new year. Actually, our episode will be up uh, for the new year, so we'll record that now, but that'll be weeks from now. One and a half weeks. Something. Goodbye.